sometimes I think we just make selling and marketing way too complicated. And that's profoundly true when I talk to my 10-year-old and she explains to me a strategy that helped her sell more product in two simple steps. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 45 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more to the things and people you care about. I'm your host, as always, Graham Cochran. Thanks for hanging out with me today. Thanks for listening to this podcast or watching here on YouTube. I'm pumped that you would spend a little bit of time with me today. I want to deliver a ton of value to you. And specifically, we want to talk about selling more. So if you have online products, membership sites, even services that you provide, you need to sell more if you're trying to reach your income goals. And there's a lot of ways that we can sell more. But I want to share with you two really simple but helpful ways to sell more. And this is going to be a simple case study of my 10-year-old daughter. So I... This like blew me away, and I, the story is so funny. My daughter Chloe, who is a fifth grader right now, um, she we're in the car. I'm picking her up the other day, uh, and she's coming back from something called BizTown. Okay, I don't know if you did BizTown when you were in school. Supposedly that's a thing here in Tampa or Florida. I I didn't go to school here. I didn't grow up here, so I never got to do BizTown. But in essence, BizTown is like a culmination, like live event of, of these a bunch of schools in the area are hopefully teaching their students, and this is great, teaching their fifth graders the mechanics of money, the mechanics of entrepreneurship and, and business, how it works, like what, what goods and services are, um, how you need to manage your money as a business, uh, like including getting a bank loan and how you need to pay that off. I mean, it's, it's fascinating. They're learning like, like Chloe was doing a whole vocab test uh, and it's like capitalization rate and all like all these terms. <laughs> and she's like, she's smarter than I am because uh, I just sort of stumbled into entrepreneurship. I didn't have any formal training. I think she has literally more formal business training as a fifth grader than I've had. So They've been learning some really cool stuff in class, and then it culminates with this in-person event called BizTown. At this event, all the kids are assigned a job, and there's like a fake little town. And in this town, there is a bank, and there's an insurance company, and there's a, you know a, multiple sports teams and restaurants and different businesses. And so then they're assigned to work these different businesses, and um, then they have tasks to sell more of their product or in the case of like, I think the bank or the insurance company, because Chloe was like, I don't want to have to work for the insurance company because what fifth grader is going to want to buy insurance? Like you have to convince your peers to buy your product. Um, but turns out like for the insurance company, there was like a raffle. So you had to pay to like enter to win something. So they had to convince people to win something because it's, it's insurance is boring. It's boring to adults. It's for sure boring to 10 year old kids. But Chloe's job was she was working for the Tampa Bay Lightning, which is our NHL hockey team here in Tampa. And so there was like a mini team store at BizTown. And so she was the sales manager. That was her job within the Tampa Bay Lightning. So she was in charge of selling all their merchandise. 
So it'd be any kind of merchandise with the logo on it, you know, team lanyards or frisbees or koozies, although they probably weren't selling koozies. This is a, these are elementary school kids, but you know what I'm talking about. For your soda, keep it cold. So she was excited for the job because she she likes sports. I think she wanted to work for the Tampa Bay Bucks store, which would have been cooler because she's been to some Bucks games. But she was like, it's cool. Hockey's cool. She's been to a lightning game before. She's like, I want to be the sales manager. I want to be able to figure out how to sell more product. So I was really excited for her, obviously, as someone who sells product for a living. And so when I pick her up in the car, I asked her, Chloe, how did, how did BizTown go? And she said, Dad, you won't believe it. The first half of the day, we weren't selling any product. And I was getting really, really nervous. And then after lunch, I made some changes and we sold out of all of our product that they keep having, they kept having to replenish and restock our inventory. These are real words she's using, by the way, inventory. And we paid off our bank loan and made a bunch of profit. I said, that's my girl. So I'm high-fiving her. And so I asked, I was like, well, Chloe, what did you do differently after lunch that allowed you to sell out of all your inventory and pay off your loan and make a profit as opposed to what you're doing in the morning? And then she proceeded to tell me these two things. And I want to share them with you now because they were very simple, but totally profound. And I was super proud as a father, super proud as an entrepreneur and a business coach. Uh, and immediately was like, dude, we got to talk about this on the, on the show. This is so, so cool. And you know me, if you've been listening, maybe you don't, but if you've been listening for any length of time, you know that I don't believe in chasing the shiny object. I don't believe in marketing tactic after marketing tactic after marketing tactic. Like tactics aren't what you need. Like the fact that we want more tactics shows that we don't understand business at its core. We don't understand selling. Tactics don't sell. They might be a tool that can help your strategy. Strategies sell. Tactics come and go, right? They can change, right? Tools come and go. Strategies sell. And last week, we talked about the best marketing strategy that no one seems to want to talk about. And it's not Facebook ads, by the way. So listen to episode 44 if you haven't already. That is so important. If you can do that strategy, that will grow your online business. It's the bread and butter of my two online businesses. It's how I make money without spending any money on ads or working all the time or having to sell all the time. I'm able to do this one thing and it feeds the machine. It's so important. So please listen to episode 44, the best marketing strategy that no one seems to talk about. But if you have that in place, if you've got all your components in place, but you're like, I'm not selling enough product, let me share with you what my 10-year-old daughter, Chloe, did. Two simple things. Two simple things, okay? Are you ready for this? Okay. Here's what she said they did. So they were given like a bank loan of, it's like all fake money. It's like Monopoly. They're given like a bank loan to start their business of $120. And so their goal for the day was to pay off that loan. And then obviously if you pay off the loan and sell more product, it's all profit after that. So I think they ended up at the end of the day selling $160 worth of products. They paid off their whole loan, $120 loan, and they came out with $40 of profit, which is awesome. Um, so what were they selling, right? They were selling merchandise for the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I'm like, Chloe, well, what did you do differently after lunch? She said, well, dad, first of all, I decided I couldn't just stay in the store and wait for people to come and like buy it from me. So I stepped out of the store into the whole, you know, giant 
conference room or wherever they are. And I started like talking to people. I went out to the people and said, hey, come buy our stuff. <laughs> um, which I love it. I love it. She says, I went out and started grabbing people and talking to them and telling them about our product. And then the second thing she did, and we'll break these down. The second thing she did was one of the products that they had to sell were Tampa Bay Lightning stickers. Stickers weren't selling. So she went out and decided to say, get your computer and hydro flask stickers, computer and hydro flask stickers in here. Now, if you know anything about elementary school kids right now, everybody wants a friggin' hydro flask, especially if you're a girl. And everybody wants to put stickers on them. And anybody who has a computer wants stickers on their computer. Those are the two things. She went out of the shop and started talking to people directly and started pitching the one. She focused on one product, stickers, instead of Frisbees or whatever. She focused on one product. And instead of saying stickers, she called them computer and hydro flask stickers, which, sure, I mean, you can put a sticker on anything, right? People started coming in. Ooh, 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 what, what? Who's this? What they got? Sort of coming in by the droves. Bought all of her stuff, sold out. They had to replenish her inventory, paid off the loan, made a profit. And I don't know if you win at BizTown. I don't know if there's awards, but they basically accomplished what the goal was. And she like was so proud of herself. And she saw a marked difference from first half of the day to second half of the day. Now, this is brilliant. And I'm not just doting on my daughter because I think she's really smart, which she is. Um, this is brilliant for you and I. Okay, let's break it down because it's just two things. One is go to your customers. Don't wait for them to come to you, right? Go to your customers. Anyone who tells you making money online is as simple as creating a digital course or a membership site or affiliate marketing, you just create the link, create the thing, host it, create a sales page, and, and then it's as simple as that and you'll make money, is, is lying to you. At best, they're giving you a half-truth. Yes, digital products are the secret to scalable income so you don't trade your time for dollars and then you don't have to deal with like manufacturing costs. There's like high margins on digital products because they're they're digital and they're incredible. Information products are incredible. So it's not that they're wrong about that, but you got to have people to sell it to. Last week, we talked about the best way to reach people, right? We've got to reach people online by creating content. So if you're just waiting, if you're like, dude, I got the best product and I don't know why I'm not selling anything. If you're just waiting for people to come to you, they're not going to come to you. So, okay, that's where people are like, okay, then I'll just run some ads. And that's, that's okay. That's not bad thinking because at least you'll get in front of people. But again, that's broken thinking because you're just like, an ad is interrupt-based marketing, right? I'm just going to interrupt someone's experience and hope that my, my advertisement, that's an interruption to whatever they're enjoying on Facebook or Instagram as they're scrolling, I'm going to hope that it's relevant enough that they'll pay attention to it and then they'll want to buy my product. Uh, you could do that. You could make the case that that works. What about going to where the people are actively interested in the stuff that you have to sell, right? So for example, on the recording revolution, I sell online courses that teach people how to record and mix music from their home or bedroom studio. That's what I sell. So 
I don't just put up a website and hope people come by it. Where do I go? I go to YouTube and I create content for people that are on YouTube right now talking about looking for consuming content on how to record and produce music in their bedroom or home studio. I go directly to those people and I virtually raise my hand and say, hey, here's what you're looking for. And I engage in conversation with them. Now, I'm not selling to them directly on YouTube, but I'm offering them valuable content. And I'm basically doing what Chloe did. My 10-year-old, she walks out of her store. Instead of staying in the store, I'm walking out of the store and I'm grabbing people up and saying, hey, I can help you. Are you interested in this? Let's talk about it. I'm being that store owner who's virtually standing out in front of her shop, chatting with people, waving people down. Only I'm going, instead of just being out on the street where there's passerbys, I'm hoping that I throw out my ad and that it sticks. It's like I'm going directly to a conference of people that are in my niche and making friends with them and adding value to them for free and becoming so known and liked and trusted in that little conference, in that niche of my people, that people are like, oh my gosh, what else do you have? Oh, step inside my store. That's what I'm doing. That's what you should be doing. Step one of selling more, as Chloe figured out, is to go to the people and talk to them. Be everywhere your niche is virtually. What podcasts are they listening to? Get on those podcasts as a guest, right? What videos are they are they searching for on YouTube? Create those type of videos so that you get discovered. Physically, what conferences are these your target audience going to? Go to those conferences, not to sell them anything, just to connect, become friends, see if you can help them in any way. Right? Be where the people are. Ramit Sethi calls these uh, going to the fishing holes, right? Go where the fish are. Don't wait for the fish to jump out of the pond and into your hand. Go, go fishing. Go find some people. Where are you hiding out online lamenting the fact that you're not selling? Where do you need to step out and become known and credible and liked and trusted in your niche? Where is that virtually and where is that physically? Why are you not showing up there? How can you show up there more often and more consistently and in a more generous way? How can you become famous, quote unquote, lowercase f, famous in your small niche? How can you become well-known and liked by a, a thousand amazing people that love everything you're doing? You don't need a ton of people, right? But how can you become known in your space? You have to show up. You have to leave your little safe world of hiding behind your inbox, hiding behind Instagram. You have to put yourself out there. Now, I love putting myself out there physically, right? That's why I'll go. So in the Recording Revolution, I'll go to a big trade show like NAM, which is a massive trade show once a year out in Anaheim for the music industry, primarily for people who have products. Equipment, but it draws music producers and it draws musicians who want to learn how to record mix music. It's drawing the people that would be a perfect fit for what I do. So I go there to meet these people and to meet the brands also, because then the brands talk about me. Right? They let me they feature my content on their sites, which gets me in front of more of my people. So I'll go to that. I have for nine years straight. Kajabi. Kajabi is an amazing tool that I use to run my businesses. They put on their first ever Kajabi Impact Summit last year, which is the first ever in-person conference out in Irvine, California. I went out to that. Why? 
just to meet people who are entrepreneurs like me, but who might benefit from my stuff. I didn't sell anything. I didn't go out there to sell. I went out there to be seen and to see and to connect and to make friends. And guess what I did? And you know what's funny is some of my friends that I met who are already successful business owners became customers of mine. Like They joined my membership, right? They don't even need my membership and they joined it, which is kind of cool. But I'm now connected to people through them and like connected to other people. So yes, go to live events, but that, you don't have to. That's not the only way. It's a game-changing way, by the way. You should go to at least one live event a year in your niche. But are you putting yourself out there with content? Are you putting yourself out there by trying to connect with other content creators whose content you love? Kind of virtually inviting yourself to be a guest on their thing by, hey, I'd love to add value to your audience. Here's a cool technique that I feel like you could give your audience that would really, really help. I'd love to share with them through a guest post or come on your show or whatever. If we could collaborate on something. Yeah, I think you do this really well. I think I do this really well. What if we could put our heads together and, and offer something super cool to your audience? Right? Put yourself, go to where the people are. Always, always put yourself out there. So go to your customers. Don't wait for them to come to you. Number two, and this is really, really brilliant. And, and it shows how a, a fifth grader is thinking, right? She's like, how do I get people to get excited about these stickers? I could say, hey, come buy my stickers. Or I could show them the benefit of the stickers in a way that appeals to them. And that's the second step to sell more. Don't just say, hey, my product's awesome. You should buy it. Show them the benefit or benefits of the product that appeal to them in a way that's appealing to them. So that might change depending on the nuance or the niche of your audience that you're talking to. So you might have different sub audiences and you might talk to them a little bit differently. For example, if you create fitness routines for men and women, if, if you wanted to appeal to women, you might speak to them as women with commonly asked questions that women ask, like in a more female way, like with a specific challenge or benefit to women as opposed to men or as opposed to busy people, as opposed to parents. Like you could sub niche within your niche in terms of your marketing and messaging, but you have to sell a benefit. So what Chloe did was she she didn't just sell, hey, stickers, because then people have to think, oh, do I want a sticker? I don't know. She made it easy for them to imagine themselves using those stickers. So she talked about products that these fifth graders like, hydroflasks and computers. She was like, hey, stick hydroflask stickers, right? So then all of a sudden, these, these fifth graders are like imagining their Hydro Flask with another cool Tampa Bay Lightning sticker on it. Oh, yeah. She, she basically did the work for them by helping them imagine her product benefiting them in their real life. So she talked about a thing they like, Hydro Flasks and computers. And then she, she married what they like with what she has to sell, stickers. Hey, look how they go together. Cool Hydro Flask stickers. Cool computer stickers. And it gave these fifth graders a visual. It got them interested, right? Same product, just a different way to position the product. So many of you have great products and you might have a killer product that you're sitting on and you might know it's good because you might've gotten some sales and some customers in it. Could be a course or a membership. You've got some good testimonials. You know it's good. Like people are loving it, but you're not selling enough. And maybe you know you're getting a lot of eyeballs, 
but it's not converting, right? So, so what is it about your messaging or the way you're presenting the product that it's not converting? It could be that you're not presenting the benefits enough. Maybe you're talking too much about the features. You're not presenting the benefits enough. And or you might not be presenting the benefits enough in a way that appeals to your target customer. You're not showing them the benefit in their life in a real tangible way, right? So for example, I sell an online course called Automatic Income Academy. And what it does is it teaches people who want to start an online business or start a passive income element to their business how to create an automated income stream. If you don't have any clue what your business idea is, it teaches you how to come up with your profitable idea and then how to build an online presence, attract people, build a product, sell, launch, and then eventually automate that product. And then what to do every single day and every single week to keep that machine spinning and growing so that you create a passive income stream, an automatic income, right? It's a great course. I had a ton of students go through it, love it, get some success with it. But a bad way to sell that course would be, or a, a, let's not say a bad way to sell. Let's say a, a mediocre way to sell it would be, hey, this course will teach you how to passive income. Okay, that's mediocre. It's true. It's a benefit. Like it'll teach you how to have passive income. But a better way to sell it would be to describe and show people what life looks like when you have passive income working for you. Look, I took a month off to go to France with my family and just enjoy the south of France without working. Look, um, I take Fridays off. Look, uh, I work just a few hours a week. Um, look, one of my students uh, is able to quit his full-time job and take his kids to school and pick them up from school. And then he just works half days. Look, passive income means that if you take this course, you could keep your day job, but add an additional one to $2,000 a month to your income in only just 30 minutes a day. You could pay off debt with that income or fund your retirement, or that can be your vacation fund. You start to show people what passive income can do for them and what it might look like for them. So if I know my audience, if I know what they're struggling with, if I know what they really want, what season of life they're in, I can speak to them about what they care about and show them how the benefits of my course could translate into their life. That would be a better way to sell it. So for you, what is your number one selling product or your only product or your core product that you'd like to sell more of? What benefit or benefits are you not sharing? And what benefit or benefits could you show more in a way that appeals to your customer better than you're currently doing? Like if, if you and I were to sit down and look at your sales page, go through everything, can you honestly say that you are hyper-focused and hyper-clear on the benefits of your product or service and what, what life with those benefits looks like for your customer. Are you hyper-focused on that? 
Or are you like most people, your sales copy reeks of features? Eight hours of HD content, over 46 videos. Like no, Nobody cares how long it is. In fact, length can be a turnoff. People want results and they want them quick. It shouldn't take them weeks to get, you know, like to have to sift through like hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of videos to get to the meat, right? People want results and they want them quickly. So benefits always sell, but making sure that your benefits appeal to your target customer in a real tangible way is critical. And my 10-year-old figured that out. Kids like stickers. It's not that they don't. But she showed them what life with her stickers could look like. She showed them a good use. You could put them on your hydro flask. You could put them on your computer. Right? She was getting them to picture themselves using the product, imagining themselves using the product. It's so powerful. When I end sales copy, so let's say I'm at the end of a sales letter. Um, there's nine, there's nine components to a really good sales copy, nine elements. And the ninth one, the one that I always finish with, um, is called future pacing. And with future pacing, what you're doing is you're basically showing your prospective customer the future, two futures, right? A future without your product and a future with your product. So at this point in the sales pitch, you've already addressed the pain point and the challenge and the desire and the dream, and you've presented your product as the solution, and you've shown the benefits, and you've removed all the risk, and you've price anchored, and all this beautiful stuff. They've now heard it all. And so to end it, you don't just say, buy it. A more powerful way to end your sales copy is to show them that they, they basically only have two choices, which is true. They can either buy it or not buy it. And you can't make them buy. So it's like, you have a choice. And it's one of these two things. You're either going to buy it or you're not going to buy it. But let me just give you a preview of what your life could look like depending on your choice. And all you're doing is stating the obvious. Like It's like, if you choose to not buy this product, to not buy my course, to not join my membership, to not hire me for count, for coaching, your life's going to look the same. And it's going to look like this. Like six months from now, you're still going to be struggling with X. You still will not have achieved Y. You know, you just you just play it like it is. Like, like your life goes on. You don't have to buy this and your life goes on and you still haven't arrived at the dream and you still have that pain point. Or you do buy my product and here's what it looks like, right? Here's what your life looks like at six months, 12 months. Here's what it could look like. And what you're doing is showing them what they want. They don't want your product, right? No one wakes up in the, in the morning and says, you know what I want today? I want to buy an online course. No one wakes up in the morning and says, you know what I want to buy today? I want to buy supplements. No one wakes up in the morning and says, you know what I want to buy today? I want to buy um, a DVD workout series. You know what? No one wakes up in the morning and says, you know what I want to buy today? I want to buy um, a food box subscription. We don't want those things. We want what those things can do for us. 
We want the result or the benefit, right? That we'll buy a product if it achieves our desired result. I know this in the recording revolution because I'm trying to convince a group of people, musicians who want to record their music and make it sound super super dope. Um, I'm trying to convince them that the way to get great recordings is to buy my course because my course will give you the education, the framework, the strategies to get better at your craft and that's how you'll get the result you want. Now, I have friends who sell microphones or they sell recording and mixing software and they they know that that's the same result that my, my their customers want because my customers are their customers. They just try to position their product. Oh, look, you want a great sounding recording? You need our microphone. Our microphone sounds the best. We're doing the same thing. We just are selling two different things. I'm selling education. They're selling a product. But ultimately, we're selling the result. We're selling the dream. We're selling what they want to use our product for. Nobody wants a microphone or a course. They want what the microphone or the course can do for them. So when you future pace, when you say, look, if you do buy my thing, here's what life can look like. That's the power because that's what people want. They want songs that sound so good they could be on the radio because their recordings sound like poop right now. And this brand, they want to be able to quit their job and have a, a, a business that actually puts money in their pocket reliably and predictably without having to trade a ton of hours. They would love to work 20 hours a week wherever they want, whenever they want, doing stuff they enjoy and have the money come in and be scalable. So that, I mean, we keep keep going on, so that they can travel or so that their wife can stay home, so that they can see their kids more, so that they can have time to exercise or or sleep in every morning. I don't have to have an alarm or to be able to move out of a city where it's too expensive and then buy a nice house, but still be able to make an income because they don't have to then commute anymore. Whatever it the so that is, like that's that's showing what your product can do for them and in helping them envision themselves life with your product. Again, the product is only but so cool. It's what that product means to them and can do for them. And my little 10-year-old inherently understood that. The stickers are only but so cool, but having a super cool Hydro Flask or computer with lots of new stickers on it makes you look cool, feel cool, unique. She played on all of those things without really realizing it by saying, hey, get your Hydro Flask and computer stickers here. See the difference? If it works with 10-year-old, it's going to work with grown-ups because <laughs> we're the same. Again, nobody wants to be sold to. No, that's why selling techniques, like the, the selling techniques aren't the, the secret sauce, right? There are some strategies to sell well, but ultimately you cannot manipulate someone to make a choice that they don't want to make. All you and I can hope to do, and what we try to do with good sales copy and sales strategy, all we can hope to do is make the case for how our product or service can make their life better. That's all we can do. If you want to sell more, it really comes down to these two steps. Like, you have to sell better when people do hear about you. And that's the second step, right? Showing them the benefit in a way that appeals to them. But then you got to go find more people. You got to go be where the people are. So get out of your shop virtually, go find some people and then show them the promised land, right? Show them 
what life can look like with your product or service. Show them with just painting the dream. Show them with your own story of how what you've discovered has helped you. Show them with your customer and your client's success stories. Those are powerful, right? Those are powerful because they show that, hey, man, I want what they got. Oh, your course is the way to get there? I'll give it a shot. And that's how people are going to love you and love your products is because of what they can do for them. Make sense? Now, two things. One, if you haven't built a business or if you were lied to and you were told to just build a course and the people will come, again, field of dreams marketing, if you build it, they will come and you don't have anybody showing up to your website, nobody landing on your sales page, nobody hearing about your product, then this will apply to you as well. Let me show you a better way. Let me, let me show you my four-step formula for getting people to see you, hear about your thing, want your thing, buy your thing, and buy it on autopilot. I teach all of this in a workshop that I did a while back. It's my four steps to creating your first $1,000 a month of passive income in just 30 minutes a day. The way you do that, the 30 minutes a day thing, by the way, the way you do that is like you don't do all the stupid stuff that people tell you to do. You just do these four things, three of which are one-time things. So once you've built those, then it's just one thing that's ongoing. That's how you can do this in a short amount of time. You just don't do all the things. You just do the four things that matter, and three of them are one time, and you're only down to one thing. It's a free workshop. This is the secret to building sustainable passive, automatic, scalable income so that you can either quit your job if that's where you're stuck, or if you're stuck in a service-based business, like I know many of you are, and you're reaching that ceiling of, I can only grow more by working more hours, which is not a great strategy because I'm already swamped as it is, or raising my rates, which is a good strategy, but at some point you hit a ceiling and you're like, how can I, how can I leverage myself? You do that online. You do that with digital products, digitizing yourself, and you do that with passive income. Here's how to do it. It's an amazing workshop. It teaches you all of that. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. Watch it. If you haven't, if you've been hearing about it and you haven't watched it, what are you doing? Go watch it. It's meaty. It's actionable. It's going to teach you how to come up with your profitable idea. If you're brand new, you don't know what you're doing. But this is for you also if you have a product and it's just not selling. You need this workshop as well. Because there's a reason why you're not selling. You're probably not getting enough eyeballs. And getting more eyeballs is going to be step number one that we learned about today. Going to where the people are. I'm going to teach you how to do that and how to do that well. And then how to sell on autopilot and sell in a way that's appealing to people. I have a great template for selling on autopilot that really, really works. Uh, and I share that inside of the workshop. It's, been, it's made hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars for me. It's a real simple framework you can use. Uh, and if you know what you're doing and you have a great product, it'll sell that product much, much better for you. So it's all inside the workshop. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop. The second thing I wanted you to do, if you're watching on YouTube, you can leave me a comment. I would love to see if you can, in one sentence, articulate to me the core benefit of your main product. One sentence core benefit of your main product. Leave me a comment below. I'd love to see if you can do that. If you can't do that, we got to figure that out. That's your elevator pitch. We get on an elevator, 30 seconds. Oh, what do you do? 
Well, I'm in this kind of business. Oh, cool. What's your product all about? Boom. One sentence. What is the core benefit of your product? Let me know. And if you're not watching this, you're just listening to the podcast, think about that. Write that down. Figure that out this week. That is the beginning of selling more is figuring out what's the one main benefit that would appeal to my customers. If you can't articulate that, there's no wonder you're not selling. But if you can articulate that, then we can build off of that and sell more and more product. As always, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Really appreciate your time. I hope you have a fantastic week. Hope you sell more. And I hope you and I can both learn from a 10-year-old. Talk to you on another episode real soon. 